Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Okay, everybody, I have a repeat guest on the podcast today, Amanda Stanton. Hi. Hey, we were both on Ben's season of the show. Yes. Way back when. And we're talking because you're an author now. I know. It's exciting. Is that so cool? Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, I've been working on the book for so long. It kind of felt like a never ending project. When did it start? I mean, I started writing it two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Did you always, you know, because obviously everyone's like, I want to write a book, but like, obviously it's a process. You have to get a publisher and and all this stuff. Like, how did that come about? So it was a long process. Luckily, I had a ghostwriter who obviously, you know, helped me write the book. But aside from that, I mean, I wrote a lot of it also, but she was really helpful because she had done it before. She's written tons of books. So she knew the process really well. So she helped me a lot because I wouldn't have known what to do on my own. I read a lot, but I wouldn't know where to even start. It starts off with like a letter, which is like a letter to myself. Right. It was kind of an easy way to start. But you know, like when you're writing something and starting is almost the hardest. It's the part hardest. Yeah. I wouldn't even know what, what to begin. No matter what I yeah. read, I'd be like, so here we go. Yeah. Once you get going, it gets a little easier. But yeah, it was it was a fun process, but a very long one. Did you feel like y- you knew what you wanted to write about? Like, obviously, you know, you have these public relationships and things like that. Was that what you knew you wanted to focus on was kind of dating and relationships? Not really, to be honest. So when I when I first decided I wanted to write a book, obviously, I mean, I had other reasons for wanting to write it, but obviously going through a hard breakup was something that kind of motivated me to do it a little bit more. Um, but you know, when I was on the show, I just had so many messages and from people that were single moms and they were dating and everyone just had so many questions for me. And aside from that, just said that I kind of helped him feel better and like they weren't alone seeing someone that also had kids on the show. So originally I kind of just wanted to write a book about being a single mom yeah and then it kind of turned into you know more of the bachelor kind of stuff and my relationship and stuff like that so it kind of stemmed from that I had someone wrote a fun question I know authors have a special place where they get inspiration or they write did you have a special place where you wrote um no I actually wrote in so many different places a lot of times at my house a lot of times on airplanes and then a lot of times with my ghostwriter we would meet up in random places like hotels and stuff so just all over the place well I've heard that sometimes you do have to separate from places that you regularly go or something because then you won't focus so maybe yeah. like random hotels was the vibe I guess so yeah you, you have to be like in a certain mood to really be able to focus on it right and then here's a good question of your exes who were you most nervous to write about uh I would say Josh. Yeah. And I think it's just because, which I'll talk to you more about later, but that breakup was just so traumatizing for me. Right. Yeah. And kind of writing about it and bringing back those emotions and stuff like that was hard. And also when the book came out, I had a little bit of anxiety about it because I was like, oh my gosh, now this is out there for everybody. And is he going to respond to this? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of anxiety probably with that relationship the most we'll talk about him obviously there's there's so 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 much about him what was it like to have a book tour that's just so cool I feel like the quintessential moment of of everything yeah it was so fun I mean it's cool like you said like just to be called an author now which I don't really yeah. feel like one but it's awesome that I am you know right um and do a book tour and I got to meet a bunch of people go to a bunch of different cities and it was a lot of fun it was crazy it's like a pinch me moment did you warn your exes beforehand that they would be mentioned in the book um so they all knew I was writing a book yes they knew they'd be mentioned I talked to my girl's dad about it okay so he was very aware and I sent him parts of the book before it came out um, the only per- the only ex that I didn't warn was, I don't even know, I don't consider him an ex, but was Robbie Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would also agree with that, but he was in it. Technically. Oh, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. What were their responses, if you can talk about it? Um, to be honest, the girl's dad was pretty cool about it. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, everything, you know, that I wrote about him happened so long ago. And I've been saying this for everyone. And I almost felt bad that it's coming out, like, two years later. Mm-hmm. Because... Like, everything I wrote about in my book just happened so long ago. Right. I feel like you're um, in a different place. Yeah. Like, I'm in such a different place now. And he was he was cool about it. Um, yeah. I won't say anything about Josh. <laughs> <Right>. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you just say, did he respond at all to you? I can't say. <laughs> oh! oh, my God. This is going to break my heart. <laughs> I thought we would divulge so much. I wish I could. <laughs> what did you sign, like an NDA or something? No, no. I just, I mean, he, he obviously knew I was writing a book for a long time. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Just a bummer that this is the second book, kind of, that's not doing so good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But then once again, it was a long time ago, and I'm sure that he's learned from his experiences and grown. Like, yeah you know, we've all made mistakes or acted a certain way and then realized it and worked to fix those things. So hopefully Mm -hmm. that's the case for him. So I want to talk, we'll kind of go in order of, of relationships and then bachelor stuff, things like that. So let's just start with, for anyone who hasn't read the book, obviously you have to order now accepting roses, but if you're haven't kind of open the cover yet it's still on your bedside table let's just talk about a few things I know you don't want to divulge everything but how did you meet your ex-husband so we met through mutual friends he was actually from Kentucky and he moved to Orange County um, and he hung out with the same group of friends that I hung out with at the time Mm -hmm. we were like 19 years old Um, or I was 19 he was a little older Um, so we just met through a group of friends out and he kind of had a bad reputation and I was young yeah Mm, yeah okay we were off and on for a while in the beginning and so you you do tell a lot about at least getting pregnant how you got married and how you kind of felt like even on the day of of the wedding that it it might not last right yes yeah like I always knew and I I would have phases like I'd have moments where I was like it's good it's gonna work and then I definitely had moments where I was like this is not gonna work and leading up to the wedding um yeah I definitely had moments where I didn't think it was going to work I talk about it in my book how I even told my sister the night before and the day of the wedding I was like oh my god like this isn't going to last oh I can't imagine what that would feel like it was the worst feeling because it was like I wanted it to and it was the first time I had said something to my sister because I had Mm -hmm. felt it for a long time but I just kind of kept it inside because that's kind of how I am it is hard to say something to your sister too there's something about that when you admit something to your sister it's like okay this yeah. is real <laughs> I, I had a couple of I had a couple glasses of wine that's so that helped yep. yeah what, what do you think was the was it a lack of trust that was kind of making you feel that way or, or what was it yeah I mean it was a lack of trust but also just a lack of like regards for my feelings yeah also in the regards for trust if that makes sense right like, of course so, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of things. We just didn't really see eye to eye and yeah, I just knew it wasn't going to last. But you also, you know, there were a couple of things you mentioned about giving birth and how he would, you know, he was kind of partying around that time and wanted to order burgers at the hospital. Yes. So I was in labor and this is another, I won't say the entire story, okay, but when I was in labor, um, he was out at a party and I couldn't get a hold of him. And I remember I was trying to call him cause I was having contractions and I need to go to the hospital oh and I couldn't get a hold of him. So I had my mom take me and I remember my poor mom was like doing me a huge favor, driving me to the hospital. Right. And I was just like, not annoyed with her, but just at the situation, I was like, God, like my mom is driving me, you know, like yeah. this kind of sucks. And then finally we found him and he came in at like 3 a.m. after I had been in labor for probably an hour and I was about to get the epidural and was just wasted. I remember the nurses were like, oh, my God, and uh, called his brother to order him to bring him in and out to the hospital. <laughs> Can you believe uh, did he like put ice on- chips on your forehead or anything like Oh, no. He sat on the couch and ate his burger and fell asleep. Holy crapola. Yeah. 
do you feel like maybe moments like that were, were when you knew like this, this isn't going to work anymore? What was the kind of end all for that, well, for the marriage? That, that was pretty much the end. That was it. it. Yeah. yeah. So how soon after that, after Charlie was born, did you guys divorce? Um, so we split up and I moved out when she was about a month old. Okay. Got it. And got then it. we didn't, it, like, divorces take a long time, but, the, you oh, know, yeah. the paperwork and everything shortly after that. So, yeah, we never got back together after that. But you you did say in the book, despite kind of the unflattering stories about him, that you guys have become pretty good co-parents with each other. We have. Like, over the years. I mean, that was five and a half years ago. Charlie will be six in January. Yeah. So it was a, it was a long time ago. And I think he's grown up a little bit since then. His priorities have definitely changed. And I think sometimes that's what happens when you become a young parent is like all your friends are still partying and you're kind of, you know, stuck in a situation where you have responsibilities, but also want to be doing what your friends are doing. Yeah. So I think that's where he was back then. Was he, has he ever expressed over the years? Like I never thought any of this would be like public knowledge kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was when I first went on the show, of course, you know, he never expected that because I didn't submit myself for the show was never something I would have done. And so he was shocked and obviously never expected all of this to end up like it did. Here it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a TV recommendation for you. The critically acclaimed series returning this fall to ABC, A Million Little Things. It captured my heart. And now you can discover the show that has millions going all in on the laughs, the hope, the courage, surprises, the happiness, the mystery, and the love. It's about a group of friends from Boston who bonded over unexpected circumstances. Now it's time for all of them to move on with careers, relationships, and their lives. The message, being friends may be the one thing that saves them from themselves, and friends are the family you choose. Executive producer and writer DJ Nash created the show based on his own personal experience dealing with the loss of a close friend, and this show is how he honored that friend. You'll see Allison Miller of 13 Reasons Why, Grace Park of Hawaii Five O, Romani Malco of Weeds, tons of stars. A Million Little Things returns Thursday, September 26th at 9, 8 central. So right after Grey's Anatomy, and that is on ABC. So we'll move on to X number two. I'm not even sure timeline wise if I'm in order, but the big one, Josh, here we go. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. So first of all, I think we might have talked about this the previous time you were on the podcast, but just for an mm-hmm. update, you went on Paradise the, the season after Ben's season aired. Yeah. So it yeah. was, had, had you and Josh had any contact before that? Nope. We'd never met, never DM'd, nothing. Who did you go in thinking that you would want to get together with? I thought that I would be more into Nick. Which you talk about, too. Yeah. And I still thought, side note, we were just at Ashley and Jared's wedding. I still thought something could have happened. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're good friends. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I saw you guys dancing at one point. I thought I got excited a little bit, but it might have just been a friendship dance. Yeah, it was a friendship dance. <sighs> he's He's been one of my really good friends. He I ask him for advice with everything, like in all my relationships. Even in my last relationship, I would call him for advice all the time. What is his advice? He's like brutally honest. So like anytime I had an issue in my relationship, I'd be like, hey, I feel like this. Like, what do I do? And I talk like I would tell Nick stuff that I didn't tell anyone else because I just trusted him and he gave good advice. Yeah. But yeah, he's just brutally honest. Like he won't tell you what you need to hear or what you want to hear. Hmm. So he's a good person to go to for advice. What's the most painful thing he's ever told you that also really helped you? Um, He would always tell me that it was like my ego Hmm. that was talking instead of how I really felt, which was kind of true. He's very wise. But you guys went on a date and it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Never really went anywhere. Uh, We went on a date, I think it was either the night or two nights before Josh got there. And then Josh walks down the stairs and you yeah. were kind of smitten kitten right away. I was. Yeah, definitely. You, would you say you kind of fell pretty fast, pretty hard? Yeah. So, I mean, we had our, we had one date and I remember I already was like, oh, my God, I'm in love. And it sounds so stupid <laughs> and it's not realistic. And it's true, though, know, for the show. Back, it is. And like looking back, it's like, OK, that's more like lust, not love. But at the time I was like, this is perfect. What did you think was perfect? It was more like, I mean, you know, 
you know what it's like when you're on the show. It's like you have these amazing dates. You're also on camera. So for the most part, you're like showing your best self. And like everything that he said was everything that I was looking for. So he basically told me everything that I wanted to hear from someone. Like I want to be a father figure. I want a relationship. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You also said in the book, though, that because you fell so hard and fast that you might have ignored some red flags. What in particular do you did you not see then that you would have seen now? I think just on the show, you could see things like, you know, him not really getting along with other people or people having questions and him being defensive and a little angry, just that kind of stuff. Um that just kind of transpired into real life. It wasn't anything about eating pizza too much, things like that. No, no, nothing oh. like that. <laughs> so the pizza is really good in paradise, though. Is it? It's really good. I would have not thought that. Honestly, all the food in paradise is really good. They have great guacamole, <laughs> tacos. It's really good. I would go back just to eat it. We're both retired. Well, I was a one and done. You retire let's do oh that. i'm i'm done i like can't even think about it and people ask me that i'm like oh my god I, and also i mean you're younger than me mm-hmm. but i feel so old for the show now the more that i see these new like sexy people coming on i'm like do we even do this whole thing like it feels like so long ago it does it feels like it was forever ago but here's something that was super fascinating that i read in your book and i think a lot of people read that didn't know about that josh's mom showed up at the fantasy suite yeah what the hell i had no idea about that (laughs) yeah and actually i mean as weird as it is that she showed up and it shocked me at first and you know it's just a little bit awkward when you think about it um but we actually you know like had a good conversation and it was supposed to air and then obviously josh wasn't getting a great edit on the show or you know wasn't coming across well and his mom was like i don't want to be a part of this and actually never signed the release forms and by the time she watched it she wanted to so she asked him to send them or she asked the producers or whoever to send her a copy of her part that was going to air and they needed her to approve it by a certain date and she missed the date and so they ended up taking it out even though she would have approved it i mean that's so interesting that they even went as far to say i'll show you the part you can sign off on it i feel like that never happens yeah. Well, it was because I think they were set like they were set on airing it and then she remembered, "Oh, I never signed the release form." Oh. So, so you didn't have any clue that that was coming. No idea. Did Josh know? Oh yeah, he knew. He planned it. I just wonder because, you know, no one gets that kind of not special treatment, but to to fly a mom out there. Like I have to know why that happened. Well, I think he told the producers like there's no way I'm proposing unless she meets my mom first. I mean, they don't normally make that kind of request, like, you know. Yeah, that never happens, right. But I also don't know if anyone's ever requested it before. What would you request? Obviously, I think I know. But if you could request any two things, if you went back on, I'm assuming Kins and Chara would be one of those things, or two of those things. But I was just going to say, to let me visit with the girls. Yep. For sure. And so I wanted to actually fly them out at the end. And they were thinking about it, but they didn't have passports at the time. Mm. And you need a passport to get to Mexico, obviously. So that wasn't going to work out. Oh. Um, but that would definitely be my request. I wouldn't be able to do that again. Do you have another one? Gosh, I would say air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually reading tweets or something. I'm kind of in and out watching BIP this season. And there's apparently one room at the whole resort. Is it the Boom Boom Room bathroom or something that has AC? But that's the only spot. Is that true? I don't remember. Oh, no. There is a production room that has air conditioning, but you're not allowed in it. Uh-huh. If there is a spot that has air conditioning, I must have missed that. You did not I, know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, someone had tweeted, like, how do all these girls have the most perfect makeup? And then I, scrolling through, saw this response. Like, there's one room, one bathroom somewhere that hmm. has AC. But you didn't not know when I. Not when I was there. Oh, they well. Okay, so I need before I sh- I stop with this Josh's mom showing up thing. I have to know. So it's like, did you get out of bed in the morning and you were like, oh, that was the best night, and then like, boom, she's just on your doorstep, or like, can we walk through what actually happened? Yeah. So we had our fantasy suite night. Um, woke up in the morning, filmed the whole morning scene or whatever right. it is, and then he left 
And I was in the room and they're like, okay, like we're just going to hang out in here for a minute. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden someone knocked on the door and I opened the door and it was Josh and his mom. And this was probably, I would say 25 minutes after he left. (laughs) Had you at least like gotten up, brushed your teeth, like done some something like anything? Yeah. I like, I changed my clothes. Luckily they were like, you can change. We're going to go back. So I wasn't in like a robe or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I was in like jean shorts and a crop top. Not still not something you would probably want to wear when you're meeting. But you're on, it's a hundred thousand degrees. Like, yeah. 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 And you said it was a sweet moment though. Like at the time you thought, Oh, this was kind of sweet. Well, when I first opened the door, I was like, Oh my God, because you want to be a little prepared to meet your boyfriend's mom. Of course. Yes. And also hours. it was the fantasy suite and there were a lot of things, but like our conversation was really sweet. Like once we sat down and started talking, like she was very nice to me. Like we had good conversation. Um, it wasn't anything bad or weird. So, and then you also wrote that producers were kind of not saying don't get engaged, but they were really constantly saying, are you sure you want to get engaged? Are you sure about this? Yeah. Which, you know, was kind of opposite of what I would I would think that they would say. Like, did did that make you second guess it at all? It wasn't like they were telling me not to. Okay. They were just saying, are you sure? Yeah. And kind of being like, are you sure this is something you want to do? Like, you know, they were a little skeptical. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it was like different than how I thought they would be acting. I thought they would be like, you should definitely do yeah, it. Right, yeah. Support. And it, they definitely were not like that. At all. Does that make, I, I guess that makes me wonder like why they would bring him on in the first place if, like if they would have done the same thing if he had fallen in love with someone else kind of thing. But you also don't know if they had a certain storyline they wanted. Maybe they wanted, thought it would be more dramatic if True. I broke up with him. True, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So I think it was more like they were just kind of looking out. Like they weren't super worried, but they also didn't necessarily know if it was the right thing. Like make sure that this is really what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they probably could have guessed that it wasn't going to work out. Over two, that guy. Yeah. So (laughs) let's talk about you guys do get engaged. Of course, you did feel and you talked about this in the book that you feel like he was the one person that you've been madly in love with. Yeah. So he moves in with you. He moves to California. Mm hmm. And, you know, it, it, it seemed to be going well at first, but that, you know, things kind of you started seeing things that he you know, you couldn't have dinner with your girlfriends without him getting angry. Like what were some things that you started seeing in the real world? Um, you know, it was just like always something like whether it was dinner with my girlfriends or I remember my friend had a Halloween party and it was like this huge deal. Like he couldn't go, but then I was still going to go, but then he didn't want me to go. It was just always like, it was never easy. Mm. And it was kind of like, you know, he just wanted it to be me and him all the time. He didn't really want me texting my friends. Um, I remember I used to call my mom when he would go to the gym or I would call my mom when I was at the gym just because it was really hard to do anything around him mm. without him getting mad. Um, so, yeah. So you kind of felt like maybe you were walking on eggshells all the time. A hundred percent. Always. But he did really well with the girls, right? He was really, really sweet with the kids. That might have been why you kind of wanted to hang on because yeah. you wanted it to change. Totally. I mean, for the kids and also like... I was really in love with him at one point, but you know, sometimes you can be really in love with someone, but you just can't deal. Of course. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that's kind of why I ended up having to end things. And it was really sad and it was hard because I always wondered like, should I have tried harder? Was there something I could have done? Well, and you guys did kind of try for a little bit afterwards. We did. Kept trying to Mm -hmm. hang on. Yeah. And it never got, it never went anywhere after that. So this is one interesting thing I had to know about though, that, he didn't like you listening to male recording artists. Mainly Justin Bieber. (laughs) So like it was when Justin Bieber had like his really good album that just came out. Yeah. Then like love yourself. Sorry. All those good songs. (laughs) And I was like super into it. And he would be like, you totally have a crush on Justin. And I was like, I don't, I just like this song. I do. Who cares? I have a crush on every actor. That doesn't mean we're going to date. Well, I was like, also, I didn't. He he was like 16 to me, you know? I was like, I actually don't, but I like the song. I don't even think that's uh, legal, but sure, he's cute, it's whatever. It's not, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was just a lot. Oh my, <laughs> I cannot deal with that. Yeah. 
you you stuck around a lot longer than I would have. That's for sure. If this Justin Bieber issue came about, I'd be like, yeah, no, goodbye, goodbye. I choose I choose Justin. Did Josh call TMZ to get photos of y'all on date nights or to release stories saying that your relationship was good? So there was only I don't know of any occasion where he had called TMZ or anybody. Okay. I do remember there was one time we were on a date night and it was after we broke up and we were in West Hollywood and there are photos taken of us and they look like we knew they're being taken. But you didn't. I had no idea. And also I didn't even tell my parents and my friends and family that I was hanging out with him. So I like got in trouble by my friends and family by those photos. They were no. like, you were with Josh. I, yeah. I like lied to them and told them I was with someone else. And so then the photos came out. And, like, we were getting blamed for calling the paparazzi. And yeah. I was like, I would not have done that. I didn't even want people to know. I lied to everybody about being with him. Who called the paps? As far as I know, he he never told me that he knew that they were there. So unless he did it and didn't tell me, I never knew that they were there. I didn't know those photos were being taken until they were online. So I have no idea. But no, um, Unless he did and never told me. I don't know. I don't think he knew. I really just think... I mean, we were in West Hollywood. That strip, I feel like, always has paparazzi. But also, I don't know. I wish I knew. Because I'm like, I swear it was not me. I got in trouble for those. Side note, I don't even know how to call the paparazzi. Who do you even call? Like, you, like what's I the 911 number for paparazzi? I have no 411? idea. What are the paparazzi's phone numbers? I have no idea. Okay, so you also said that there was a point where you felt almost kind of unsafe with Josh like when did you get to those moments of actually feeling like okay yeah this is not safe for me I would say like towards the end we had some pretty big fights and he had said some pretty mean things to me where I was like I don't really want to sleep under the same roof as you um and I remember it's actually really mean of me but I remember I like locked him out you did yeah and I made him get a hotel was that kind of towards the end, you would say, or at least before you guys kind of were flying that to was, each other? To- that was the very end of our relationship. Then he moved back to Atlanta. So then after he moved back to Atlanta, we went back and forth seeing each other for a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Josh's mom. Do you think Josh's mom is a little bit too invested in his relationships? I don't know. Like, I guess it's just preference. Like, I don't personally involve my mom that much. And I tell my mom everything. I know you're super close with your mom. I'm super close with my mom. She knows everything, Um, but she also wouldn't like, I know you said that she called a bunch of times to just to talk about like a statement that you were going to give. Like, I don't see my mom being that invested in anything. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it was, it was too much for me. (laughs) I would just be like, wait, hold on. I'm going through a breakup. Why are we talking about this official statement? It seems like very rushed. Yeah, at that point, I didn't really care about the statement. I was super upset and sad, and I hadn't told the girls yet. And so I remember I was pretty offended. How did you tell them? Like, I, I know they really loved him. So mm-hmm. I know you said, you he said, he's going to Atlanta or something, right? He's going for something. Yeah, so his dog, Sable, wasn't doing oh, very yeah, well at yeah, the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so he took her back to Atlanta. And so that's what I told the girls was that Sable's doctor was in Atlanta. So that's why he was going back. And then at the time, my parents lived in St. Louis. They moved back here now. But this was obviously a couple years ago. And um, they were coming out for Christmas. And we had the whole family here. So it was a good distraction. They were out here for a while. So Mm -hmm. after, I mean, the girls were also younger. Charlie was a baby. Kinsley understood what was going on, kind of. But, you know, then slowly, I, you know, he was still calling and FaceTiming them and slowly just kind of stopped. And I don't think you're going to answer this based on what you said before. But are you nervous at all for the for any potential backlash about this book from Josh's mom? Um, I mean, when I wrote it a little bit. OK, but now not really. Will you say if you've heard from her? <laughs> I actually reached out to them. You did? Well, I reached out to his mom. Yeah. And just gave her like a heads up and was like, you know, I wrote this a long time ago. I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, the last thing that I want is to like open up a Josh and Amanda media war again, Mm -hmm. because I went through a lot that I didn't include in the book during that time. And it was a lot for me. And it was 
almost traumatizing and I still have PTSD from it. So I was like, the last thing that I want is for, you know, that to happen again. So speaking of what you said, I'm going to add a question in just talking about what the process was of deciding what you wanted to include and what you didn't want to include. Like, how did you make those choices? So the book's a lot about, um, it's almost like a dating guide and it talks about do's and don'ts and red flags to spot and stuff like that. So I feel like I included enough that was like, this is what I learned from it. These Mm -hmm. are the lessons that I learned, but I left a lot of stuff out that just seemed unnecessary that didn't really add anything to the book, even if it was really crazy or made the book juicier. I didn't want to add stuff that was too personal. Okay. So that's some of the stuff that I left out. Let's talk just briefly about the months after the breakup, or at least when he moved back to Atlanta and you guys did try to keep making it work. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the pressure of being in a public relationship maybe made you want to try a little harder to make it work? Um, at that time, no, because at that time I remember feeling like it would almost be a little embarrassing if we got back together at this point because the media had already announced our breakup. Yeah. But I think I was like, I don't really care. I kind of want to make this work if I can, regardless of whether we look stupid or not. I see. So if anything, it was almost the opposite. So then what was the last straw, the last kind of flying out to Atlanta thing? I just feel like when we were working on things afterwards, it was very like gray area Mm -hmm. and there were really no like boundaries and it just got kind of confusing and it just didn't really seem like it was going anywhere. Got it. So that's kind of where it just ended. I'm not a huge fan of shopping, but I do love to rent. That's why I use Haverdash, an online wear and return rental subscription service for everyday clothing. Haverdash believes in the clothes that I have, the staples in my wardrobe, and the clothes with a dash of color or print, the pieces that I rent. I wear each of them once or a few times and send them back as often as I want for a flat monthly fee of $59. Haverdash has an endless rotation of clothes, so I always have some something new to wear, and most of the times they're items I always wanted to wear but never did. You'll get three items shipped at a time. You can wear them as much as you want or even just once. Send back all your items to get your next shipment of three whenever you want per month. If you fall in love with something, you can buy it at a discounted price. That's a really cool thing. All of this for $59 a month. That makes Haverdash the most affordable subscription wear and return rental service. Head over to Haverdash.com Sign up today. There are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. I want to follow up on a tweet that you tweeted with Ashley Spivey because I loved it. It was about buying an IP address to see that some Twitter handle belonged to Josh's mom. I did, but I can't talk about it. Why? Amanda! <laughs> because I don't I don't want to say anything. <sighs> <laughs> That's some of the stuff where I'm like, I just it's not worth it. Well, there were, I, I mean, I remember seeing some like Twitter accounts that I'm like, oh, okay, that's like a lot of just Amanda tweets uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. And that's probably super frustrating. Been going on for a while. Yeah. Enough about Josh, but kind of in a way, I want to ask about two people related to that. Andy Dorfman. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Andy and Amanda are friends. Um, yeah. I know it. It doesn't seem super weird to me just because I'm aware of it. But for anyone who doesn't know how y'all became friends, how did that come about? So after Josh and I broke up, we started talking. And to be honest, like we didn't become immediate best friends. Okay. Um, we, I was in New York. I was with Lauren. And we decided to meet up with Andy. And um, I remember we met her at some bar. And we were having some wine on the roof and just talking. And we talked a lot about Josh and whatever. Um but it wasn't like we immediately became super close after that. It was kind of like mm-hmm. we hung out one time and that was it. Did you talk about Josh? The first time, yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah, yeah we talked about it. Um, but it's funny because now we've been friends for a while and we've gotten super close and it really has nothing to do with him anymore. It's just about friendship. Yeah, like we don't even talk about him at all anymore. That's cool. Yeah. I always say, I'm like, we have new guys to complain about now. <laughs> there's, and- there's a new crop of guys that are complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like we just have moved on and we just are really good friends, which is cool. Like you meet friends in weird ways sometimes, I guess. But I remember she was telling me recently she had some someone was looking for two people to host an event like as friends. And she they were like, who are you friends with from the franchise? And she was like, well, I'm really close with Amanda. 
And the girl was like, oh, I didn't know if that was real or fake. (laughs) (laughs) So confirmed it is real. (laughs) It's real. You guys don't just hang out for the paps. No, no. (laughs) And then the other thing I wanted to ask about, because I remember this well, is how reality Steve kind of became the middleman between you and Josh's Mm -hmm. camps for a minute. So based on what he advised of you, were you happy with how you personally handled everything? Yeah. So in that moment, when I said like me and Josh's breakup was literally traumatizing for me, Mm -hmm. um, in that moment, I just wanted things to stop. Yeah. Um, So I'm glad that things went the way they did because mentally I was just not in a good place at that time. Um, But obviously, you know, if things were different now, um, I remember I kind of felt like I had like stuff to like hide a little or they had stuff on me. But it's funny because I was thinking about it now. I was like, no, I don't really think I would care. I think I was just so emotionally done at that time that That I was like, let's just make this end. Right. Um, But now I'm like, you know. It really wasn't, yeah, I mean, I can't talk about it. So it's hard for me to, I mean, I can talk about it. I just don't want to because it's, it's a lot of drama that happened a long time ago that I have moved on from. So I barely want to talk about Robbie just because I, Mm -hmm. as you said, he, you don't even consider him a relationship, um, which I'm sure can be frustrating maybe for you that it's even like part of the conversation. Yeah, especially because he's the one that has to comment on everything. Has he mentioned anything or given a statement of any kind? He just like wrote on an article. He's like, oh, I pre-ordered the book. Can't wait to read it. I think he just wanted like an article out of it and they made one. So, But you did write that you thought he was the biggest douche canoe ever when you first got to paradise Mm -hmm. the second time. Why was that? You just thought this guy likes to party and meet chicks or something? Yeah, you know, just like heard things about him or people have reputations or just the way they portray themselves. But then you also said that production kind of encouraged you to give him a chance. I will say, which is funny because like in real life, you know, he, he, I don't even know what he does, but he does whatever he does. He does have like a photo models company thing. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. So on the show, he didn't have any of that. Okay. It was just him on a beach, and he was one of the only people from his season, I think, because mm. he didn't do it the year before. But anyways, he was really friendly to everybody. He was really nice. Of course, there were some things, like, you know, people would joke with him, but he, like, kind of laughed at himself, too. Okay. And he wasn't that bad on the show. From a viewer's perspective, I can tell that you were never really, like, that into it. Yeah, it wasn't like he was douchey on the show or did anything wrong. I just wasn't that into him. But he actually was pretty cool on the show. So I'm sure he could be cool. Yeah. If he wanted to be. But you guys, I mean, I remember there was another pap photo of y'all like holding hands in public. So you obviously maybe gave it a chance outside of the show. Uh, It just didn't work, right? Yeah. Want to know what's funny about that too? Yes. (laughs) Is that I remember we were going to the Dodger game that night. And he made us dinner reservations in West Hollywood, which is kind of far from where the Dodger Stadium is. Hmm. And I remember thinking, like, why did we go so far out of the way for dinner? <laughs> did he get a free <laughs> meal? Probably. No, I don't know. I don't know if the paparazzi were, if he knew they were there or something. Did he? Okay. I don't know. Once again, once again, did not know those photos were taken. So then Bobby, the, what's funny is that when we first recorded, you were like, head over heels with Bobby and obviously things have changed. Um, Mm -hmm. But it seems like one of your more like serious relationships since Josh. Yeah. It was definitely my most serious relationship since Josh or even more. If you think we were together a lot longer, like consistently. Yeah. And then you guys got the house together um, Mm -hmm. towards the end, which I'm so curious about because it seems like y'all got a house and then all of a sudden he kind of like bailed at least from from just a social media perspective i was like wait where do you go yeah that's i mean that's basically what happened and nothing like drastic happened in that relationship it wasn't like you know with josh where there was like all these huge problems Mm -hmm. it was more just like i don't think we were on the same page and i don't think like i kind of know what i want for my future Mm -hmm. and he doesn't like i know that i want more kids And I don't want more kids now, like at all. I want more kids eventually, but I just, 
I didn't want to be with someone and move in with someone when they didn't even know if they wanted kids or if they wanted to get married. And it was just hard. You know, we ne- he didn't really ever want to talk about that kind of stuff, mm. which I get like after a year is kind of soon. And I don't think it's kind of soon. Especially when you have kids and you're moving in together. And it was just like, and I would bring it up in a very casual way. Like, hey, like, I don't want this anytime soon. I just want to make sure we both want it someday. Of course. I feel like that's a totally normal thing to say. Yeah. Even on like date number four. Totally. And I think that he's, I don't think he was wrong for not wanting to talk about it. It's just like, we're just different. And I remember he told me, he's like, you're the kind of person who plans for your future. And I'm the kind of person that lives in the moment. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, that's fair. Had he moved any stuff into the house before he kind of bailed or was it just still empty? So it was mostly all of my stuff. Okay. Because, like, he lived in an apartment before, and you know how guys decorate their apartments? Like nothing. Yeah. Just It was like a bachelor pad. And so I was like, you leave your furniture. I'll bring in mine. Um, but he did bring in a TV. Ooh. Okay. And some clothes. And so he moved that out. Yeah. It seems like, at least from your kind of social media stories, and then he kind of does his stories... There was never really a clear picture on why y'all broke up. Maybe yeah. it was just that it was different styles, but it seems like you you kind of mentioned that he blindsided you. I definitely was surprised because I didn't, I thought things were going well. There were definitely, like I said, like kind of questions I wanted answered or mm-hmm. things that I kind of wanted to know. And I just, and it's nothing against him. Like everybody's different and lives differently. And like I said, I think he just, lives in the moment and figures stuff out as he goes and not only am I not like that but I can't really be like that for my kids Mm -hmm. yeah of course so I think it was just I remember like I think I stressed him out because I'm a I'm a very like I like to have stuff planned or like know what's going on that is a super normal thing (laughs) yes yeah so I mean (laughs) you know I hope I'm sure he'll find somebody who has more of his perspective on things it's just go with the flow and Maybe it's Ashley Jacobs. Maybe. Right before Ashley and Jared's wedding, before I saw you, and side note, I did ask Amanda about this at the wedding, but I had just brought her on my podcast like that week. And then all of a sudden people are sending me, I think it's Ashley's videos, but Bobby Uh is in the videos. And like, she didn't say anything. She said she was dating somebody new, but. Well, I don't think they're dating. I don't think they were. I think. Because I think they knew each other before him and I dated. I don't think they ever hung out or anything. Okay. Yeah. Bobby's kind of like a mystery to me. He always had like a lot of girlfriends and I was always like, who are they? But like they were just friends, but like they never said hi to me. And so she was kind of one of those friends. I was like, oh, you guys are friends. Like, did you date or like whatever? And he was just like, no, we're just friends. Interesting. I think they're friends because they did run into him at the fair a few days before and he was with a different girl. I'm lucky to have not run into an ex as of recent. Very lucky. It, it's, it sounds very painful. I was, Olivia, I was shaking. <laughs> I would shaking. be too. I would be I too. I had it. I had like a cup of wine in my hand, which I just got. I hadn't even had a sip of yet. And my hand was shaking. Like the wine was like spilling off the, uh, out of the cup. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was trying to play it cool. I was like, I wonder if they could tell I was shaking or not. And my friend Megan, who I was with, she's like, Amanda, your wine was spilling out of your cup. <laughs> Were they like holding hands or something? Was it obvious it was a date? No, they weren't holding hands. They were, like, kind of walking, like, five feet apart. Maybe they were just friends. Maybe. I mean, he does have a lot of girlfriends, so yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could have been one of the, the few that, you know, you didn't... Yeah. You were like, who's this person? Yeah. Here was a hilarious question that that came up, and I don't know if you even have any intel, but were you at Stagecoach the same time that Blake was at Stagecoach? Yes, I was there with a bunch of girlfriends, though. So do you have, like, any freaking intel... I don't. And it's funny because I met, I think, oh, no, I, yeah, I met Kaylin at Stagecoach. I met Blake at Stagecoach. <laughs> um, I met a couple people there and we were like hanging out in the same area-ish as them, but we had no idea any of this was going on. Who was he with the night that you like met him? I think, I mean, he was by himself. I think Kaylin was somewhere close by-ish, but like he wasn't with her. He was just on his own. He was with his like guy friends. Stagecoach should be paying for all of this advertising, free advertising. It's so sad because I went to Stagecoach before I was on the show. I love Stagecoach and I feel like I can't go anymore. It's a little tainted. 
It is. I'm like, I can't go next year. I need to plan like a Cabo trip or something. We have Austin city limits and me and then Cam who lives here. He's like, oh, we have, we're going to get passes to ACL. And I heard Blake wants to come and I'm like, oh, here we go. You're like, leave me out of this. I don't want to be a part of this. It's so funny. But they're apparently making these like t-shirts that are saying like round two of stagecoach or something for all of us to wear. And I'm like, I will not be. Oh my leave, Please leave me out of this narrative. I don't I want to be a part of it. I was just going to say, exclude me from this narrative. As T-Swift would say. <laughs> um, another great question we got was um, about Lauren B who just got engaged. Do you see herself, yourself being one of her bridesmaids? I, I hope so. I would think so. I would yeah. think so too. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't asked me yet, but we'll see. She hasn't. She's just still like uh, probably on cloud nine. She'll get to the uh, yeah, invites. They just and got the, engaged. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'm They're so, so cute. happy for her. I like, I don't follow him because that's creepy and I don't know him, but I do occasionally see him and I love the like funny photos and videos that he posts of her. I'm like, that is serious goals. I love them. They're, yeah. They're really, really good together. They're like so themselves. Never, exactly. Yeah. I've never seen Lauren just like be so herself around somebody. Yeah. And it's cute because he like loves her for how like silly she is. I'm obsessed. And it's so cute. What have you learned that you'll bring to future relationships? Mainly just to trust your gut and don't force anything. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my relationships that I've had have been a little difficult, a little too difficult because I know relationships are hard and they take work, but I think there's a fine line between working on something and it, you having to kind of force something. Right. I agree. Yeah, totally. So I think the second I feel like I'm forcing or pushing anything, that's when you just know it's not right. So I just want something easy. Also, I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm not even dating anyone right now. I'm not dating at all. Like there ain't even a date in my calendar. So no, Olivia, I don't even remember the last time a guy texted me besides my dad. <laughs> All I want <laughs> is a good morning text. <laughs> uh, so sad. The one thing I've always heard, though, is that at least from people who are in successful relationships or are engaged or married, is that there was something about their relationships that even though you had to put in work, it still mm-hmm. felt easy. Totally. And that's yeah. maybe what we're both missing. So. Yeah, like I've had to put in work, but it's never felt easy. Oh, here. I love this question. Is it frustrating when you hear from people that you have the worst taste in men? What is your response to that? It's not that I have the worst taste in men. I think I don't know how to explain it. It's like sometimes you want what's almost a challenge for you. Mm -hmm. And not that I in the moment don't feel like I like the challenge, but I think I have. I don't anymore. Okay. Yeah. I can I can honestly, honestly say that I am not like that anymore. Even with Bobby, it wasn't like that, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but in the past, I think I've just kind of gone for the wrong guys for that reason. It happens. We all do it. Yeah. Do you want to help them? You want to fix, you want to be a fixer. You want to be nurturing. Yeah. Yep. I know. Totally. Um, how is dating for you now? Would you, obviously we just talked about that, but did you prefer dating a Bobby, a guy that wasn't on a TV show or would you prefer someone who's more of a public figure? Mm, I used to say, so when I started dating Bobby, I was like, I don't want to date anybody who is a public figure in any way. I just want to date. I don't know what you would say. A normal guy. Right. Um, but now I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't know, just whoever it works with. It doesn't totally. really matter. Yeah. Yeah. But the best question of all, are you happy being single? I am very happy being single. But maybe a little too happy. Like I'm getting way too comfortable. <laughs> Same. It's like you start getting like these habits and you're like, I don't really want to break these for someone. Do I, do I really want to like break this whole Netflix every night kind of deal that I'm doing right now? Yeah, I mean, I lay in bed with like a sheet mask on every night and I don't leave it in. Yeah, I don't leave, even leave it on for 10 minutes. I leave it on until it dries. And I sleep with my kids every night. I'm like, I think I'm good. Single forever. We're okay. Yeah. So okay. here's here's what I want to talk about. And we, yes. we mentioned this beforehand. Amanda, you're my friend. I don't, I don't want to make this like uncomfortable for you. But I did get upset about yes. being mentioned in the book. And I want to mm-hmm. tell you or talk, I don't know, about why I did. First of all, as you know, over the years, like it was, that was a really hard experience for me. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that to make excuses or anything like that. You know, Mm -hmm. just as well as I do that 
I'm like so regretful of so many things that I did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we, as you say with these guys in the book as well, like this was so long ago, you feel like it's almost like it was a different time. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard to, to read back on that time knowing like where we are now or just like as people, as, as you and me. So yeah, I, I didn't know that I was being, I knew you were writing a book about dating, which is why I think I was not expecting to be a part of it. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's scary. It's scary to get those messages again. It really is super scary. Because it, it brings back like all the bad memories. It really and does. all of that. And I, first of all, just want to apologize, especially for not at least giving you a heads up because I mean, I know, you know, my intention was never for you to get messages like that or hurt you in any way. Um, and I felt so bad. And I think the reason that I didn't even think to reach out to you was because, and it's, it was like stupid of me. And I, I feel terrible, but it's like, I was thinking, you know, the stuff people were really going to read into would be more like the Josh stuff. Right. And that was more of the stuff that I was, you know, a little anxious about for the same reason as you, when you say like, obviously some really great things came out of the show, yeah. but there also was some really like dark times that we've had. And I know yeah. that you've had, especially after the show and, you know, people going crazy on you on social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I've been through things too, where, it's like it was so hard and so traumatizing that even just being asked about it or even just hearing about it it's like makes you want to cry yes you want to like just black it out and never talk about it again and just like pretend like it never happened and so I feel really bad to like be that person to bring it up again I've gone through this in my head and I know that what you wrote like you didn't mean to be offensive or or or, you know to me like I know that you didn't write it saying oh I can't wait to make Olivia cry yeah but you know, it's just hard because then I go through my mind. I unfortunately, it, a lot of it is hard to forget. Like I go through these moments where I'm like, I remember everything and I want to forget it so bad. And mm-hmm. so then I think back, I'm like, when did I, when did I jab at Amanda? Like, I want to be able to remember all of those moments so that I can, so, so I can like fully feel like I I haven't affected you forever. No, it's not that way at all. And I I was even talking to my mom about it. I was like, you know, when I went on the show and I talk about it in my book, it was like I was just in a place in my life where I was like very insecure. I hadn't gone on a date since being a mom. Like my ex would tell me no one wants to date anyone with kids, which is awful because he had kids too. But so it's like, I think it would have, it hurt me more than where if someone ever said that to me now, I would, wouldn't care. You know what I mean? So it's just all about like, I don't know, just like other people's perspective and where they are and how they take things. And obviously like we made amends the second we got off the show and we've been friends ever since. And everybody makes mistakes or goes through phases or does things that they're not proud of or says things, whatever. And also that environment when we're on the show is really hard. So I always understood that. And, you know, I, I get it. Um, but yeah, like I just, I felt really bad for bringing it back up. Like I I thought of it as like, oh, I'm talking about my experiences and like lessons that I learned on the show. I didn't mean to say anything bad about you. It was more just like that. You know what I mean? Like kind of how I felt in that moment had nothing to do with how I feel now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I obviously, if I could go back and remove that from my book right now, I would, you know, I know that you were probably thinking, I, I didn't even think this would be a big deal. And yeah. quite honestly, maybe it wouldn't have had I, I like known it was coming. Your publicist had reached out saying, do you want to do a podcast with Amanda? And I said, yeah, totally. You know, send me a copy of the book. And then at the same time, I'm getting all these messages like what it, what it, as I'm preparing this, this episode, it's like, what, what are your thoughts about what Amanda said? And I'm like, wait, 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 I haven't gotten there. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, I, I, I cried because I was like, holy shit, I'm, we're back here again. Like w- what's happening? I wasn't yeah. expecting it. And, and I just honestly feel like, you know, I would, I, I don't want to go down as forever as the person who like, I don't want to get emotional. <clears throat> No, um, I, I know, I know. Keep going. I, I don't like, I have nothing against people with kids. I have nothing against single moms. Like I, I thought that every conversation that we had 
you know, on the show, just us two, or even with, with groups of people like was really nice. And granted, I, I was kind of a misfit and I, I could have done better like as a group, but I, I, I left all of our conversations, um, really positive. I don't think anyone's ever going to think of you that way. Every, like I said, everyone's made mistakes or done things that they're not proud of or, but like you learn from it and you grow from it and you've apologized and I know that you're not that person. So that's why I feel so bad is because I'm like, I don't want you to worry that people are going to think of you that way because you're not at all. Besides that ITM. And then of course the dumb shit that I said, like, I don't remember ever even, I, I left none of our conversations being like, yeah, I, I got her. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's up, you know? And so, and I also don't think even on the show, it was in, like intentional. Do you know what I mean? No, I, and if I, if I went my entire life judging people for what they said on ITMs, like I would have, I would have no friends. I would hate everyone because we're all sitting in there talking about things and responding to, you know, what do you Questions. think about Amanda? But I definitely don't want you to worry about it at all. And like we both just said, like it was a lifetime ago and we've all changed and grown so much from it. And it's funny because I like, you know, have this book out now that just came out that yeah. is like kind of bachelor based. Right. And I don't know. I feel like I'm not really like a very bachelory ex bachelor contestant. Yeah. What you know, think? like I, I don't even really like watch the show anymore. Like nothing against it. I just like, I'm just not that way. So it's kind of funny for me to be like talking about all these things that happen on the show. And I'm like, I don't really talk about this ever, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's not who you are on the show. Isn't always who you are in real life. So I don't think you should worry about it. And I'm sorry that I brought that up because I have plenty of situations like that. Like, even when you're just asking me questions about Josh, like, and I've been asked about it a lot lately because I wrote about it in my book, so yeah. I asked for it. But it's like my palms will sweat because I'm like, I don't like bringing that back up. Like, I kind of blocked a lot of it out. I mean, I think it's good to talk about this, too, because at the end of the day, like, nobody should be hating on you for it. Whether, you know, what I wrote in my book, I feel like was really only like, what, like two sentences just kind of about know what it was like on the I show. was obsessed with Ben and that I was constantly jobbing you about um, Ben being able to be a dad or something like that and um, and it could have just been to what they decided to show you could have been saying a million nice things about me in interviews and they aired that you know what I mean what I what I said that night in Mexico City was like a freaking weird anomaly Olivia being as freak as like that's not something I don't walk around being like <laughs> yeah but we all say like stupid stuff sometimes and we're also so exhausted like the other day I was on my book tour and I was so tired I hadn't slept and I had been up since like 6 a.m. And I just, I remember I like slept in the car on the way there and I got to the place I was going and I met the girl. I mean, this is a different situation, but yeah. it just goes to show like when you're tired, you just, your brain isn't working properly. Yeah. And I told the lady, she's like, hi, nice to meet you. And I said, nice to meet you so much. <laughs> just like, And I was that. like, what? That doesn't even make sense. But it's like, it's like the same kind of thing. Like sometimes you're just like so exhausted and tired and like you say something stupid, like thank God there's not cameras around because they could have been like, this girl's an idiot. You know what I mean? I remember that moment. It's like seared in my memory. And I ran yeah. off, I ran off to you off camera and I was like, I'm, I don't know what just happened. I'm really sorry. Like that was awful. Yeah. I don't enjoy saying things to people that are like mean. Yeah. And neither do I. That, and that's why I'm like such a girl's girl. Like I'm also... I, I, I hate when people say I'm this and I'm that, but I feel like I'm je like a pretty understanding person. Obviously I was in the house with you. So I knew how hard it was and it like took me half a second to forgive you and be like, it's fine. Yeah. And that's why I just feel like I forgave you right away. Whether or not I wrote it in my book, everyone else should forgive you for it. Cause I don't care. We're friends now. Yeah. And I think most importantly, I think you should just try to like, forgive yourself and let it go everyone makes mistakes and says stupid stuff sometimes and I just want people I know this was written a long time ago but we've we've both like grown so much and yeah and it's like part of you just wants to forget about it completely and I I'm in the same place and that's why I said like as much as I'm like proud of myself it's like cool I'm an author like it's also hard to like go back and relive everything and talk about everything and I can imagine obviously for you too because that wasn't a very happy time in your life and it was hard and yeah. um I feel bad that I was someone to like kind of bring that back up. And so once again, I, I'm sorry. And I wish I could give you a big hug. You're an author. You're allowed to write what you want to write. But 
if you write another book, please call me beforehand if I'm in it. <laughs> I, I'm not planning on writing another book. If I ever if I ever write another book, it'll be like a children's book. <laughs> Actually, I feel like that's a great market for you. I mean, I have no plans to do that, but like I if, don't know, you might want to yeah. make a plan. <laughs> okay, so everyone, now accepting roses, you can get everywhere. I mean, basically anywhere that that sells books. And then talk. Let's do your social media handles one more time. Anything you want to um, talk about? Oh, your clothing line, maybe. P- I was pitch just going to say, yeah, pitch all of it. Okay. So I also have a clothing line, which is my favorite project that I've been working on over the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Lonnie the Label. And I make really cute women's stuff. I have dresses. We're kind of expanding into more stuff. And I also have kids stuff, which is super cute. And my kids help me design everything. So kids can be like really picky with what they wear. My kids are really hard to get dressed in the morning. So I made sure that they loved everything so that they actually love wearing it. Um, but that's it's called Lonnie the Label. It's at LonnieTheLabel.com. And you guys should check it out. I think that went really well, huh? Yeah. I'm at peace. I'm glad we talked about it. When I knew you were sad, by the way, I had so much anxiety. I couldn't even sleep. I felt so terrible. I didn't sleep that night either at all. I was like, oh my God, I hurt her feelings and I felt so bad. But I really do. I don't, I think we can at this point say, I never want to talk about this again. I am on the same page. I don't want to talk about it. We're done. We're done with this. The chapter The chapter is closed. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for, for chatting with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Okay, talk soon, dear. Okay, love you. Bye, Bye. love you. 